Welcome to Guided Way Ministries with Pastor Alan Rogers. In a fast-growing cold world, this message offers you the bread of life and an opportunity to drink from the fountain of living water. In this message, you will hear only the truth, and if you do not want to listen to it, turn it off. If you are hungry for revelation in the Word of God, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, if you are looking to be spiritually uplifted, be willing to listen, and listen with all your attention. For what you will hear in this message is not carnal, but spiritual. We hope you are blessed, edified, and fully rejuvenated in your spirit to continue with everyday life. Well, peace be unto you all. I thank God for another day. I thank God for as many blessings. I thank Him for all that He has done for us. We had a Holy Ghost prayer night last night, and I wish everybody would have been here, but the ones that were here, God answered every prayer that was prayed. Tammy called me this morning and said that she had a wound in her side after surgery that would not close in September and it's just been open and it didn't close and she couldn't touch it and she didn't want her jacket to even touch it. She said, but when I went to prayer, when I left, I was able to touch it and when I woke up, it was closed. So God has closed that wound that the doctor could not close. I just praise God for what he's done. God answers prayers if you only believe. God is an amazing God. I was... That was a really good phone call to get early in the morning. (laughs) So she woke up and it was closed. So God has done amazing. I praise God for all that he has done, for every prayer that he has answered. I had a lesson for you guys today. And then all of a sudden, that was not supposed to be the lesson for today. So I had to redo the lesson for today. (laughs) So, because I was going to have a lesson about how God goes to the root of the problems instead of going to the symptoms but then the Lord wanted me to say something different and to tell us today that we need to move on and what that means is don't stay in one place don't stay stagnant don't be content with where you are in Christ want to exceed desire to move on desire to grow higher and higher to get stronger in the Lord don't be content where we are at Because God has already moved. He's already begun to break chains. He's already begun to deliver people. But he wants us to go, to move, to excel, not to stay where we are at. I'll be reading Hebrews, the sixth chapter, starting at the first verse. And then we will be going to Luke 11, 24 through 26. Matthew 3, 10 through 12. Galatians 6, 9 through 10. Philippians 3.13 and Romans 12.11. Let us pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for another day. Thank you, my God, for being so good to us. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to be gathered together one more time. Lord, bless me to speak only what you want me to speak, that this seed may fall upon good ground, that we may bring forth a hundredfold. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1, it says, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on into perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance 
from de dead works and of faith toward God. Of the doctrine of baptism and of the laying on of the hands and of the resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. And this will we do if God permit. Now what he's saying there is he's saying don't keep saying well you have to get baptized we already got baptized. You have to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ we already believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You know that when Jesus comes you're going to hell if you sin we already know that. He's saying move on. Move on from these. These are your beginning teachers. These are your teachings when you don't know Christ. Before you came to God, this is what you were taught. But after you were baptized, after you know Jesus, now it's time to excel. Now it's time to go. It's not time to keep going in the same circle. God, forgive me for my sins. Forgive me for my sins. It's time to say thank you for forgiving me for my sins and move on. Yes, we're supposed to ask for God to forgive us every day because we mess up, but not to stay stuck in the same continuing sin day after day after day. If you have a problem, stop doing it. If you're stuck and you say, God, forgive me for slapping that person, don't go slap him again. If you say, God, forgive me because I was speeding, don't keep on speeding. We don't need to keep laying down this foundation of repentance day after day after day. If you messed up, you get up and you keep going. Don't stay stuck in the same repentance. Don't keep repeating yourself. He wants us to move on. He says, move on. Because now we know that if you don't get baptized, you're not going to make it in. We know that if we don't believe in Jesus Christ, we're not going to make it in. These are teachings that we already learned. So now we need to excel. Now what can I do to excel? What can I do to grow in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ? What can I do to become more prosperous? It goes on to say in verse 4, it goes on to say, For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come, if they shall fall away to renew them again into repentance, seeing they crucified to themselves the Son of God afresh, and put him to an open shame. For the earth drinketh in the rain that cometh oft upon it, and bringeth forth herbs, meat for them by whom it is dressed, receiving blessing from God. So we already know. We know the path of God. We got baptized. We have, we're praying for the Holy Ghost. Some of us have it. Some of us are still seeking it. But nevertheless, we are excelling. We are moving forward. We, If we decide, you know what? I don't want to serve God this way. I want to go serve this God over here. God's not going to continue to say, okay, I'm going to forgive you. Come back to me. He's not going to do that. If you want to leave, leave. If you want to stay, stay. So since we know this, Let's move on. Let's not keep being in a circle. We pray for the ones we can pray for, but let us excel. Let us grow. Let us get stronger and stronger. And God will deal with the ones he needs to deal with. We can't stay stagnant hoping that somebody will repent. We can't do that. So if we want to grow, let us grow. And if we know somebody that needs to repent, let us pray for them. But let's not stop for them. We got to keep 
on moving. And last night when we were praying, I was praying and I closed my eyes. And as we were praying, it looked as if though somebody, I didn't see a face or anything, but looked like somebody got us and was dandling us on his knee. He was accepting what we did. We are God's children. Remember that scripture that says, you know what? You haven't been swaddled. You haven't been dandled on the knee. In other words, you haven't had a father that will hold you and cuddle you and and all of them um, anoint your wounds. You haven't had that. But when we were praying last night, I could see that God was doing that to each and every one of us to begin to mend the wounds and the broken hearts and to begin to swaddle us and to begin to be a father unto us. But now we have to be that child and to grow and to excel and to get stronger in God. Not to keep laying down the same foundation of repentance from old deeds. Stop the old deeds, move forward, grow stronger in God. He wants us to excel. He has bigger and better things for us, but we have to go get them. Which means we have to press on and go forward. He's going to save shuts that should be saved. And we have to be strong enough to pull them out of the fire. If God says, you know what, I want to save that person, go over there and preach. We have to be strong enough to go over there and pull them out of the fire without us getting burned. Without us falling into temptation. We have to be strong enough to pull somebody out. And how can we do that if we're not moving forward? We have to continue to move forward. God wants us to move on. We're going to Luke 11, 24 to 26. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest, and finding none. He saith, I will return unto my house whence I came out, and when he cometh, he findeth it swept and garnished. Then goeth he, and taketh to him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter in, and dwell there, and the last state of that man is worse than the first. See, when you go to God and he begins to clean you and he begins to wash away your sins and he makes you a new person and your vessel is a vessel of honor and he changes everything from old to new and he gives you a brand new start, you know the devil doesn't miss that. He continually goes and looks to see what you got in your vessel. And if your vessel is empty because you're not really serving God all the way, you're happy where you're at, you're really not growing, you're not bringing forth good fruit, he watches. And when he watches and watches and he says, you know, that's a clean house. They're not putting God in there. There's nothing in there. They're not really bringing forth good fruit. I'm going to go get my homeboys and we're going to live in this house. And then when he goes and he gets his other devils that are worse than him and they come in and dwell in you, your last estate, you are so tormented and believing lies and, and all messed up in the head and God is not going to forgive you again if you let that happen to you. Can he? Yes. But he says, I won't. So we know we've been baptized. It's time for us to move on, bring forth fruit, put in more of the word of God. When the devil comes and looks in your temple, he should see the word of God written on your heart. When he comes and looks inside of you, he should see the blood of Jesus on your doorpost. He should seek scripture everywhere in your heart. When he tries to tempt you, you should be able to fight back with the word of God, but you can't have it if you don't get it. If you don't spend your time reading, you're not going to get it. The Holy Ghost will remind you 
but you have to have something he can remind you about. So it's time for us to excel and time for us to move on. Time for us to tighten up just a little bit. Time for us to read a little bit more. Get more inside that when the devil comes in, he will say, I know who those people are. I went to their temple. I went to their house. And it is full of faith and of the Holy Ghost. I don't have room. I can't get in. Those people know who God is. They have Jesus. I can't get in. That temple is not swept out and garnished. It is full of faith in the Holy Ghost. That's what he's supposed to see when he comes and looks inside us. That's what he's supposed to see. He's not supposed to see it all swept out and garnished. Jesus did that so that we can fill it with something good. It's time for us to move on a little bit farther. We're going to Matthew 3, 10 through 12. And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Amen. You see, there's so many preachers that preach, once you're saved, you're always saved. It doesn't matter what you do. Nothing will separate you from the love of God. Well, that is a lie. That is a lie. The Bible says the axe is laid at the root of the tree. If you're not going to bring forth good fruit, you will be hewn down and cast into the fire. He's not going to have a tree that is just barren. He's not going to have a tree that he planted, that he took care of, that he pruned, that he made sure it had everything it needed to grow. And now it's fruitless. He's not going to let that tree be. He said there was a scripture in the Bible and it says, why are we letting this tree cumber the earth and it doesn't bring forth fruit? And there was one that said, let it alone. Let me dig around it. Let me dung it. And if it brings forth fruit, good. But if it doesn't, then cut it down. That's what Jesus did for us. Before you kill them, God, I will go down and I will die for them. Let me dung around them. Let me make it possible. Let me get everything that is bothering them out of the way so that they can bring forth fruit. And so now if you are fruitless, you don't have an excuse. Except you didn't want to be fruitful. So now it's time for us to move on and bring forth more fruit. So when Jesus looks, he won't say, I'm hungry. I'm going to go to this tree and we're all dressed up and we're all dancing and shouting. But there's no fruit for him to eat. I don't want him to do that when he sees us playing a part and having church and screaming and shouting and feeling all good. And Jesus sends one of his children to eat and we have nothing to give them. I don't want that to be. When Jesus looks and says, you know what? My child is hungry. I'm going to send them to Guided Way Ministries. They're supposed to walk through that door and have a buffet. Whatever they need, they can have. If they're sad, they got somebody that knows how to make them happy. If they're bound, they got somebody that can pray that they'll be free. If they're lacking something, somebody will be able to pray and give them what they need. If they're hungry, we can read them the scriptures. If they're thirsty, we can give them a drink of water. We are supposed to have the fruits that God can feed his children. We're supposed to be fruitful trees. Now, all God's people, whenever he sees somebody, he can say, you know what, go and get fed. He's not supposed to say, you know what, they look good, go and get fed and there's nothing there. That is the tree that will be hewn down. You know what Jesus told that tree that looked good, that was full of leaves. And when he went to eat and there was nothing on it, you know what happened to that tree. He cursed that tree from the root and said, let no man ever eat from this tree again. 
and it died from the root. If Jesus sends his people to come and eat and we don't have nothing, but yet God gave us everything, we'll hear the same thing. Don't let them eat from there anymore because God gave us everything that we need. It's time for us to move on. Hebrews chapter six, verse eight. But that which beareth thorns and briars is rejected and is nigh unto cursing whose end is to be burned. You know, when God, he gives you everything and when he looks and all you're doing is bringing thorns and briars, you're hurting one another, you're gossiping, you're talking back, you're trying to take everything that you're not give nothing. All you do is want, 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 and you never give or anything. That's called thorns and briars. That's setting up, they used to set up briars when they didn't want the enemy to come in. They would set up these briars and they were long spiky things that you would get hurt if you tried to cross. And so when our feelings are so easy to be hurt and we're so about ourselves and we just want, 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 when anybody comes and we push them away because we want, we don't want to give, we're setting up boundaries that people cannot cross. When you go to church and you hear the preachers and all they want is money, 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 so they will pat you on the back. They're not going in and they're not letting anybody else go in either. And Jesus says, you won't go in and you won't let nobody else go in either. Because people water down the truth so much just to satisfy the flesh till people have nothing really good to eat. They water down, oh, good is bad and bad is good and it's okay. God loves you. Go ahead. Do what you're doing as long as you give God thanks. That's a lie. You cannot just do anything the flesh wants to do and please God. So when you will water down the truth, you're making a boundary that people cannot cross to go to God. You need to move that boundary. Tell them the truth. The truth will hurt sometimes, but the truth will get you where you need to be. The truth might make you cry sometimes, but the truth will get you to Jesus. He is the truth, and if you can't go to the truth, if you can't handle the truth, you're never going to make it in. Sometimes you tell somebody the truth, and it'll cut them really deep, but they will be able to heal that wound. It's like taking a knife right out of your wound. You're like, oh, and well, now it can heal. Because as long as that knife is in there, that wound will never heal. But if you pull it out, it's going to hurt worse than it hurt when it was getting stabbed. But you can heal. So you tell somebody the truth and they might look at you twisted and they might not like you. And they might talk bad about you. But at the end of the day, they're going to say, you know what? That's exactly what I needed to hear. And they can begin to mend and they can begin to grow. And then that's the fruit that Jesus is well pleased with. Don't water down the truth. If you have something to say to somebody that the Holy Ghost gave you, then say it. Tell people the truth. Don't set up briars. Don't set up thorns. Don't set up stumbling blocks for people. Move them and let people hear the truth. We're going to Galatians 6, 9 through 10. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. And as we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. And that's what goes with verse 10. For God is not unrighteous to forget your good work and labor of love, which ye have showed toward his name, in that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. Ministering is way more than just preaching the gospel. Ministering is, is 
covers everything in the body of Christ. Cooking for somebody, buying somebody clothes, you see a homeless person, you give them a couple of dollars, you, you, you see somebody that's in need, you fulfill that need. It's not just getting behind the pulpit and preaching. Ministering is everything that is to do with the body of Christ. When you vacuum the floor, you're ministering in the house of God. When you help somebody, you're ministering to that person. And that's what we need to do when he says, don't faint. Because it looks like it's so long before you get your reward. You've been doing good for so many years and it looks like you're not receiving nothing. He says, don't faint. God's not going to forget your good works. He doesn't turn a blind eye. He watches everything that you do. And in due time, you will reap if you faint not. Don't give up minister to the people of God minister whenever you have a chance it says whenever you have the opportunity do it don't miss an opportunity I remember one time I was in North Carolina and I turned down this exit and I was going home and there was a man that had a sign and something in me said give that man everything that's in your pocket and I said that's not happening and I was driving and the traffic was slow and I had plenty of time to argue with myself and it said, give that man everything in your pocket. And I said, I'm not doing that. You know, I'll give him a couple bucks, but no, not everything that I got. And so as the traffic was growing, I was arguing and arguing. And, and I didn't want to, and I didn't. And I got to the man, and the man looked at me, and we made perfect eye contact. And I knew, give that man everything that's in your pocket. And I said, I'm not going to do it because I need what I have, and I didn't. And I went home. And when I went home, the Lord said, if you would have gave that man everything, I would have gave you everything. But you didn't. Oh, man, I'm going to give him everything. It's too late now. So I jumped in my car. I'm going to do it anyway. Lord, even if you don't bless me, I'm just going to be obedient. And I went, and the man wasn't there. When you have an opportunity, do it. I don't know what kind of blessing I missed. I don't know how blessed I would have been if I would have just been obedient. Sometimes when God says, give me everything, just give him everything because he has everything. If you need gas, he's got that too. You know what I mean? It's not like he's shorthanded that he's broke. And I didn't. I regretted it to this day. I regret not giving this. I don't know what God would have gave me. I have no idea now and never will know because I didn't. If you have an opportunity, it says if you have an opportunity, do it. Minister to somebody. If, you, if God puts it on your heart to do something, do it. It's time for us to excel. It's time for us to move on. We're going to verse 11. And we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope and to the end, that ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. You know, it's only through patience and diligence and obedience that we're going to inherit the promise. God made promises, but we don't get them unless we're obedient, diligent steadfast then we inherit the promise other than that we don't inherit the promise we're going to philippians 313 brethren i count not myself to have apprehended but this one thing i do forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before i press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of god in christ jesus let us therefore as many as be perfect be thus minded and if any and if in anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Nevertheless, whereunto we have already attained, 
Let us walk by the same rule. Let us mind the same thing. Brethren, be followers together of me, and mark them which mark which walk, so as ye have us for an example. For many walk, of whom I have told you often, and now tell you, even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who mind earthly things. For our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. See, we got to move forward. If we see somebody that doesn't want to move forward, we can pray for them, we can fast for them, but we have to keep on going. We can't stay still. We can't be put. We have to keep on going. He said, forgetting those things that are behind us. All the sin that God washed us away from, all the deliverance that God gave us, every chain that he broke for us, everything that was holding us down, that God has delivered us from, let us leave it behind. Let us walk forward. Let us press for the mark that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, not looking around, not setting our mind on these earthly things, but to run with patience. There were so many that started out running for God and then the cares of this world has tangled them up and they wanted the things of this world instead of the things of God because it looks good down here. Not knowing the things that we can see are all going to perish. But the things we can't see, that is eternal. So when you set your affections on things you can see, it's going to perish. It has an end. But when you set your affections on things above, that never ends. That's where our heart needs to be. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So if we desire the word of God, if we desire to please God, if we desire to make God happy, our heart will be there also. And then that does never perish. Let us run with patience this race that is set before us. Looking to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. We can't take our eyes off of God. We can't. The devil's waiting. He is waiting. Let them turn one second and I'll tempt him. I got this. He's waiting. As soon as Peter took his eyes off of Jesus, what happened? He began to sink. As soon as we take our mind off of God, that's when the thoughts and everything have control. That's when we begin to sink, is when we take our mind. It doesn't take weeks and years and days. It's the same moment that you take your eyes off God, you begin to sink. And people, instead of looking back to Jesus, they get scared and they panic and they keep on trying to fight for themselves and it gets worse and worse and worse. When you, if you take your eyes off of God and you begin to sing, make sure you look back to Jesus. Don't try to fight on your own because it's not going to happen. You can't, but you can win with Jesus. That is the only way you're going to win. We're going to Romans 12, 11. Not slothful in business. Prevent in spirit serving the Lord. We can't be slothful. We, we can't be lazy. We have to fight. We have to earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. We have to stand up for what we believe. We have to stand up for Jesus Christ. We have to stand up for everything that God has taught us and told us and gave us. We can't be slothful. Well, I'll pray later. Or I'll read later. And I'll do that later. 
I gotta go do this, and then when I get back, if I have time, then I'm gonna do, we can't do that. We need to put God first, and then if we have time, go do this or that. Put God first always. It's time for us to excel and move on. Remember the children of Israel, the Bible says that they were in the wilderness, and what did God tell them? It's time for you to go on. You've been in this place long enough. It's time for you to move on. We have been right here long enough in our spiritual walk with God. It's time for us to excel. It's time for us to keep it moving. It's time for us to get a little closer. It's time for us to give him a little bit more time. It's time for that fruit to get a little bit bigger. Because right now God has blessed us and we have fruit. And people come in here and they get blessed and they walk out and they eat and they're happy. But now it's time for us to give more. It's time for our fruit to grow so that we can feed more people. And it reminds me of not, it's not in the Bible, but it reminds me of somebody going to a restaurant and they say, you know what, we ran out of that. And well, then can I get this? Because <laughs> they don't have that. You know, and then, okay, yeah, we can substitute, but we don't want to substitute in here. We want to be able to feed whoever walks through that door. We want to be able to feed whoever God puts in our path, wherever we're at. We don't want to say, well, we ran out of that. We want to be able to say, you know, we have that. And if I don't, I know Isaac does. And if Isaac don't, Eric does. Somebody in the church has what you need. We're supposed to be able to say that. Now, what well, can we substitute? I don't got joy. But you know what? I got peace. Well, I have peace, but I'm just not happy. You know, I want joy. Well, I'm, I'm out. We don't, we don't want to say that. We want to give them whatever God sees that his children need. We want to provide. And we can't if we don't have Jesus because it all comes from Jesus. So the more we get, the more we can give. And the more we give, the more God will give us because he gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So if we are ready to sow, God will give us the seed. If we're ready to eat, God will give us the bread. We just need to excel. So saints, let's thrive to do more. If we've been reading an hour a day, let's do it at least an hour and 10 minutes. If we've been praying five minutes, let's bump it to seven. If we've been reading and, and talking to somebody every once a week, let's try twice a week. We have to grow. We have to excel. We got to push ourselves and do more. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. We're going to open up the altar if anyone needs prayer to come up. I am so steeled, happy of last night and the testimony that I got this morning. And um, those are the testimonies that I look forward to. Those are something that you can't buy ever anywhere and god is good set in september that wound is never shut and closed last night after we prayed she said it was like four inches long too so that was a good a good cut you have to believe you have to believe that jesus can and he will if you come up here thinking yeah jesus isn't gonna do it he's not gonna do it you have to say, you know what, Jesus, I know you can, and I know you will, and that's why I'm here. And then you will. Let us pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for another day. Thank you, my God, for all that you have done for us. Thank you for waking us up this morning in our right minds. Thank you, my Father, for the zeal that you have given unto us, God. A desire to come to the house of God. A desire to run this race that is set before us. A desire to serve you in sincerity and in truth, my God. Thank you, because only you can do 
those kind of things. You said no man can get to the Father except they go through the Son. And no man can go to the Son except God calls them. And I thank you for calling each and every one of us. And I pray that, Lord, you don't let none of us go, my God. Lord, I don't care if we kick, if we scream. You hold on to us, my God, and let us live a life that is pleasing and acceptable in your sight, my God. Lord, mend every broken heart, my God. Lord, fix every family problem in the name of Jesus. You show yourself strong in our behalf, my God. Not for our goodness, but for thy great namesake. My Father, show yourself strong in Jesus' name. Let every married couple, my God, that is man and woman in your eyes, be united stronger, my God. And let no man put asunder in the name of Jesus. My Father, let every family, father and child, mother and child, be united in the name of Jesus. My Father, don't let it be that the devil comes in and keeps on breaking apart families, my God. My Father, but fight for the families in the name of Jesus. The families that were by you, my God. Please fight for us, my God. In Jesus' wonderful, mighty name. And my Father, I thank you and I praise you for all that you have done. My God, I thank you and I praise you for just being you for just being so good to us my God Lord remember Adam my God let the mind that is in Christ also be in him my God let him think like you let him talk like you let him walk like you let him see like you see let him hear like you hear in the name of Jesus my father bless him to keep his mind on you to gird up the loins of his mind to prepare him my God that whatever comes his way he will come out victorious in Jesus wonderful mighty name Jesus name my father remember us oh Lord God as we go to get this wood my God grant us traveling mercy protect us when we are there bring us back home safely let this trip be prosperous but not only in this life but in the spiritual walk with you my God as we go out further my God as we exceed let us to excel in you bless us to get stronger in you in the name of Jesus. Of Jesus. Lord God, bless us and keep us yes, under Lord. the shadows of your wings. My God, remember him, oh Lord God. Yes, My Father, touch her feet yes, in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Lord God, strengthen them. Let her run. Yes, let the pain be gone. Yes, let the father of some be gone. Jesus. And let her be made whole yes, from Lord. this hour in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. My Father, remember Alice oh Lord God remember Isaiah my God you know what they need you know what they want 
bless them and encourage them and strengthen them in Jesus' wonderful mighty name. Lord, bless Harvey to be the dad he's supposed to be. Bless him to be the husband you want him to be. Bless him to be the man of God that you called him to be in Jesus' wonderful mighty name. Bless Alice to be the mother she's supposed to be, the wife you want her to be, and the woman of God that you have called in Jesus' name. Bless them, my God, and bless their marriage, oh Lord God, in Jesus' wonderful mighty name. And Lord, remember Philip's son, Joseph. My God, bring him in here, God. And Lord, put your loving arm around him when he walks through those doors, my God. Let him feel your compassion. Let him feel that you have never forgot in the name of Jesus. Lord, hold him when he feels like giving up. Strengthen him when he feels weak. Lord, let him be the dad he's supposed to be and the man of God that you called in Jesus' wonderful mighty name. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, remember all those that showed up today, my God. Yes, Lord, yes. Remember all those that could have but didn't. Thank you, Jesus. And remember all those that wanted to but just could not, my God. Remember in Jesus' wonderful mighty name. Lord God, bless this church. Bless this congregation. My God, to follow after righteousness. Lord, let us take what we have heard today, my God, and move on to forget those things that are behind us and to look forward to run this race with patience, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. In the name of Jesus, my Father, bless us to all grow night my God let our tree be full of fruit that you can feed all of your people my God don't let us be barren or fruitless in the spirit my father but bless us to be spiritually healthy spiritually filled spiritually strong in the name of Jesus my father bless our spiritual walk with you oh Lord God in Jesus wonderful mighty name Lord, I just thank you and I praise you for all that you have done. Thank you, my God, for healing Tammy and closing up the room, my God. Thank you for loosening all of the things that were holding all of us down. Thank you for answering every prayer that we prayed. Thank you, my God, for listening unto your servants, not for our goodness, but for thy great name's sake. I thank you and I praise you, my God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, my God, for all that you have done. Yes, Lord. Thank you for all that you're doing. And thank you for all that you're going to do. Yes, Lord. Through faith in Jesus, we thank you. Faith in Jesus' name. Amen. received with an open heart. To live it out actively with all of your being will yield you a bountiful return. Thank you for listening to this message as I hope it has been a blessing to you. Our goal is to show you the path of life and an opportunity of a lifetime. It is Christ's love and support that makes this opportunity possible. Please visit Guided Way Ministries online for more products, partnership, or to join. Visit us on Anchor to become a listener supporter. 
May God bless you. May he keep you. May he shine his face always upon you. And may he forever keep you.